This is Germ Warfare, the battle of ideas. Quentin Yonk, thank you for joining me in the trenches. You are a fellow South African and you live in Namibia. Yeah, I'm so uh, I'm so lucky to to move here. Um, I think uh, in the beginning you you're not uh, ready for a, a new uh, start. Um, but um, I got married to a Namibian, so eventually you know you end up in in this place. But when I I came here for the first time to Swakopmund, I told my wife I'm coming to live here. Let's chat about your story, Quinton. It's very, very fascinating. So uh, take me back. It's actually a long story with a lot of things in between. Uh, um, you know, uh, if I start talking, I'll start remembering all these things. You know, it's not something that I can even prepare because it's just too much. So uh, I'm going to touch on, on some of the things I might miss here. There is something that, that's important that your, your listeners uh, might want to ask the question afterwards, as, uh, which they are welcome to do. Um, but, you know, the, the whole thing started with me. You know, I'm, I'm the normal Afrikaans boy, grew up naughty, you know, I didn't do crazy things that I had to go to jail or something. But, you know, you, you, you're the normal young boy and, and, and all that. And uh, I grew up in a small town. Uh, I went to the city. You know, it's, uh, I toured a bit over the Africa and, and Europe. And, you know, you go and see places. Um, and then uh, I started settling down in, in Cape Town. Uh, I started working for a company. Um, I was doing quite well. I was a sales rep, so you know I was going everywhere. Um, and we did. I did quite well. So you know when I got to a stage, um, well, when I ended up in Cape Town first, you know I just realized you know now the play is over. There's no more playing around. Now you have to get your life back to serious stuff, stop the nonsense and and all that. So I, I really made a change in my life. I focused on work. I was building a career. Um, everything went well. Um, I joined the church. Uh, I got my my life back. Uh, you know, um, I picked up my, my Christian roots again and, and I decided, you know, I want to live my life according to what what the Bible says and what God wants from me and I, I want to have a relationship with him and and all that you know I wasn't even interested in goals or anything you know I was just uh, decided you know I'm gonna do it right from now on and uh, you know it was a, a couple of years I think about two years later I met a girl um, and uh, you know we took the relationship very slow because you know I wanted to do it right so if I go out with a girl you know, I, I want to get married. I don't want to play around anymore. And uh, I was doing well, so I, I decided to buy a house. You know, you have to get everything ready. You can't just get married with nothing. So uh, I decided to buy a house. And uh, within that, uh, they ask you for, uh, you have to have life insurance. Um, they say it's a requirement, but it's not really a requirement. So, you know, you get your things tested and, all of a sudden, my blood test, uh, well, I didn't get my blood test. The insurance has said, sorry, you you don't qualify for life insurance. Because in those days, that you know, that's about 23 years ago. 
So, so nobody really knew what was happening and what was going on with, with HIV or AIDS. You, you know, some people said this, some people said that, you know, nothing was clear. Um, and then I just got that news and I thought, what the hell's going on? And I asked who the doctor was and, and they referred me to him. I made an appointment. Uh, I don't know what, what do you call an internist, you know, a, a guy that, a doctor that only works with blood. Um, uh, he's a specialist, so uh, I went to him, um, but I took my pastor with uh, because I thought it was, you know, something serious. Um, so I just have some support, and uh, and he told me I've got HIV. So, uh, you know, the, you you get ice cold. You know, it's like a death sentence in those days, anyway. You know. And he sits there and my pastor asked a couple of questions and, and all that. And then eventually he said, I've got about, if he looks at my blood, I've got about two to four years to live. And what? that was even worse. Yeah. You know, he's a specialist. He's not a, a just a normal doctor. He's a specialist. He, in just, that he just tells you you've got two to four years left yeah. to live. And you weren't, even, you weren't even sick or anything. Nothing. There was nothing at all. <laughs> Um, so, um, um, you know, that makes you, it just breaks you. Uh, um, we, uh, you know, I still get emotional if I just think of, of those days, you know, th that first week, oh, you know, I cried so much. Um, and, um, but, you know, immediately after that, we went to church, I was just crying and crying, you know. I, um, you you you're gonna die, <laughs> um, and um, luckily I had a, a good lot of people around me at church, um, and uh, they prayed for me. And um, uh, you know, not a lot of people believe in prophecy, but you know, they 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 prophesied over me. They said, "This is not till death, and you will have a life. You will get married. You will have children, and eventually you will be healed." You know. Um, um, the one thing that they also said is there will be a book written about your life. Um, you know, a lot of people will be touched by, by what you're going to share. Um, and, uh, you know, it's 23 years ago. And all that has happened. All that has happened. Every single thing. Wait, 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 Quentin, Quentin. 23 years ago, they said you've got two to four years left to live. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was a, 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 a good thing that I went through just to have support. My family supported me. My friends supported me. Obviously, you know, a lot of people were skeptic. Um, and uh, About what? Me, about what? About me living with HIV, you know. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. That, that I will survive and I will live and, and all that. Uh, but, um, um, you know, a lot of people still supported me, doesn't matter what. But, you know, I had the goal. So, you know, I had to tell her, listen, you know, I'm not going to. So I said, so I just said, you know, I can't go forward with the relationship uh, because of this. Um, and uh, it's just better if we just break up, that we just sort out things and, and whatever. And she said, never. She said, never. We're going to walk this road together and we're going to see how, how and where it's going to take us. And we actually 
broke up twice almost because we just you know everything just got too so much you know a, a father um that uh, um, he you know he told me five hours out of the bible why i'm not gonna get married to a daughter <laughs> his daughter and uh, um, because you know eventually i asked her to get married and he just said there's no way uh, um, they weren't going to come to the wedding um, he's she's got three uh, brothers and a sister uh, the three brothers just said they're standing with their father so they don't agree luckily a mother was supportive and a sister um, and uh, you know but it was it was i'm talking about a, a two-year period here you know it's not something that happened over three months um, i read a lot about hiv i got a lot of information i had an amazing doctor uh, um, dr andrews uh, you know he was just such an amazing guy you know and i was from doctor to doctor but when i eventually got to him he was in cape town and and you know what an amazing guy um when uh, you know when we got married eventually um we had such an awesome wedding uh, we didn't even have a, you know the final when you ask uh, when the pastor has to ask you know who's got something against the marriage you know it's more a legal thing but you know people think you have to ask still ask permission or if some somebody is against it my my father-in-law he he was gonna stand up <laughs> So we told him before the wedding, the day before, we said, okay, you are welcome. You don't have to come. Um, we, we did a, the, the actual paperwork uh, before the wedding. So we got married the day before. So we don't have to ask that question <laughs> at the wedding. Um, but it was an awesome wedding. He eventually came. He gave his blessing, um, you know, and uh, a lot of people started that time with us. Uh, um, and uh, you know uh, to to uh, to have that all that pressure and pressure and all the negative stuff and the feelings and the emotions and then eventually to come to a place where you can say you know I'm going to get married I'm going over the first hurdle uh, I think that was the the breakthrough for me from from getting to know that I have HIV, to deal with all the emotion and the death and the thoughts of suicide and, you know, all the, the bad things about disease and, and uh, dying and all that uh, to eventually getting married. And uh, uh, so that was for me like the first part or the first section of, of my life living with, with HIV. Uh, when, we, when we got married, I think that was the start to a new life um, and uh, with different expectations um, and and much more positive um, uh, we were you know uh, we got married about two and a half years after uh, uh, I, I were diagnosed um, so you know we worked, we worked through a lot of things before. So, so you only had two years left to to be married before you die that's according to the doctor yeah 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 <laughs> I was healthy, you know, I, the, the, the first doctor I went to was uh, Charles Durant. I don't know if you know him. He also, he's still, he's still alive. You know, he's in, he lives in, in, uh, in Hermanus. You can interview him. Uh, he, he wrote the book, uh, Demonized Doctrine. And, uh, you know, he told me about the secret service coming to him and they just wanted to take him out. 
big time. He told me, he said, I will take your blood out of your vein and I will blow it into mine and nothing will happen, I guarantee you. You know, he was so confident that, but you know, then you don't know, you know, who to believe. And this guy is already, a, 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 you know, he was a big conspiracy theorist like David Icke. You know, those days, uh, my father-in-law loved David Icke. And he's, he wasn't allowed to have his books in the house or even speak about him. So, you know, uh, and, and Charles Durant was, uh, was obviously, he's still, uh, I don't know if he's the same still, but, you know, he's very serious about uh, uh, the medicine and, and uh, the medical industry and, and, and so, so forth. Um, but he put me on, a, on a, just a healthy vitamins, uh, you know, juices and, and all that. Uh, I did a, I did a, a three-month uh, hallelujah diet. It's basically uh, just after I've heard. Uh, so uh, I did it for three months. It's it just raw uh, fruits and vegetables. Yeah, so uh, when we got married, um, you know, we decided just to take it slow and just get as much information as possible. Uh, and then uh, we, it took us about... Uh, four years to decide that we want to have children because there was a thing called sperm washing that uh, cleans out your uh, sperm from whatever viruses or things are in there and then they do an insemination um, and we had a beautiful doctor there that also assisted us and uh, in, in when I was diagnosed that they only did it in, in France uh, but we didn't have that amount of money to travel there and, and do all that. So uh, we were very glad that uh, they were doing it in Cape Town at, uh, at the hospital there um, or clinic uh, that's, that's doing that. So uh, we decided that I had to go on uh, uh, medication uh, to reduce my viral load. Uh, so it's just safer. Um, and uh, I went on to the medication and it was about probably a month or so that I got very sick, um, that uh, I had to go to hospital. That's the first time in my life that the doctor didn't know what was going on. Um, and uh, I was very sick for a week uh, um, in hospital. They were putting in all types of things, trying this and trying that and nothing was working. Um, they took me off the medication um, they did a liver biopsy. Um, they did a that spinal fluid thing. I nearly died. My head so much headache and migraines um, that uh, uh, that I was struggling. But uh, uh, after a week, uh, I was fine again. Uh, my viral load went through the roof, um, but I was fine and I got healthy again. Uh, yeah, um, so when I was in hospital, because I had to take the medication uh, so we can reduce our viral load so we can get pregnant, and then we do the sperm washing and, and all that. Um, so uh, um, I took the medication and there was soon after that. I was so sick and they didn't know what was wrong with me. Uh, you know that but you hold on but hold on hold on you were you were sick though probably because you had lost did you say 20 kgs and you were eating a, like a oh, vegan no, no, diet no. no it wasn't to do with my weight loss or anything i was healthy you know no. i stopped 
I stopped doing the diet. You know, I just went back to my normal eating and drinking. And, you know, I, I took wine and alcohol. I, you know, I, there was nothing different from me than, than mm. most people. Um, so uh, uh, um, I was fine. Uh, but I had to take the medication. So they want to reduce the viral load in my blood because they measure it. You know, the same thing that uh, uh, David Rasnick says as well, you know, they testing for something, but it's not there. They just testing. There's a trace of it, but it's not there. They can't find it. So that's what they were testing for. Um, so, um, so I had to reduce whatever they, they pick up. Uh, so I took the medication and then I got very sick. You know, that was the first time I thought I was going to die. But really, I were you, th you, this, you were this taking AZ, is it AZT? I don't know what the stuff was. You know, I wasn't on any medication before. Um, and uh, that was the, the only medication I took then was cholesterol medication. So uh, mm. because, you know, I had cholesterol since I was born. <laughs> so... It was, it was high from the beginning. It, it was never low. So uh, I was very sick. And, and that sixth day, you know, that's after the liver biopsy and all those things. You know, I, I told uh, um, my wife, I said, you know, I don't think I'm going to make it. I really thought I was going to die. And uh, uh, the next day, all of a sudden, I was fine. Um, and... Uh, they put in four different types of antibiotics um, at a time to see which one works. So there wasn't, uh, you know, they didn't have a plan or say this and that. And, you know, we were, we were watching that, uh, I don't know if people know uh, House, you know, Dr. House, the House series, you know, and I was watching that and I thought, you know, this is exactly what they do in House, you know, they... They check if, they, if this is working, they check if that is working, they check, but they don't know what is wrong. They just see what, what's going to work. And, and I just felt, you know, it's getting worse. Uh, whatever mm. you're testing on me, it, you know, it, it makes me sicker. And uh, I left the hospital, I think, on the third day or the fourth day. And then I returned back. I was, <laughs> I was dying. <laughs> um, and, uh, um, and then I just got well. Um, and then we decided, you know, we're going to do the, the uh, insemination without the, the, the medication. And uh, uh, our first son was born uh, uh, nine months later. Um, and uh, 10 days later, we left for Namibia. Um, that's, how, that's how it worked. Okay, so uh, how, far, how far into the, the two to four year period was this? <laughs> that was, this was the fifth year that we were married. So, um, wow. So, you know, that first couple of years, we just enjoyed one another. We went to movies. My mother always said, you know, go watch as much movies with your wife before you have children, because if you have children, you will never watch a movie again. And uh, so, you know, I did my best. We went out for dinner, lunch, breakfast, you know, we went everywhere. Uh, we really enjoyed, uh, you know, when you, when you get confronted with death, you know, that's the only time when you when you work through it, you work through that you're going to die. You know, everybody's going to die, but nobody thinks about it. Nobody talks about it. Nobody works through it. When you work through it, then you can truly live. You know, that's when you where you realize, you know, death, I'm going to face it anyway. So why worry about dying? Start living. 
And, and that's when you, when you really start living, when you confront death and say, you know, I'm not scared of you. It's going to happen to me anyway. I'm ready, but I'm going to live my life. I'm not going to worry about dying anymore. Um, so, you know, that's why we, we, we did all these things. We, we wanted to just enjoy each other, have a good relationship with one another, do as much as we could for other people, um, you know, but enjoy life. And, uh, and that's what we did. And, and when our son was born, you know, that was the rude awakening. You know, then you realize you don't live for yourself anymore. You live for someone else now and he's in the house. Um, mm. So, uh, yeah, but, you know, confronting death, I think uh, that was the big thing. And, and then you decide to live, uh, you know, then you don't worry about this nonsense and that nonsense. You don't worry about being angry at people anymore. Uh, you know, what can they do to me? You know, the worst that can yeah. happen is you can die. When they said that you had HIV, did they say to you that, that you had AIDS? No, they, they, they say it's HIV, and then when you get ill, then you go into the stages of HIV. So then uh, AIDS, sorry. Then, then, then you die of, it, it goes from HIV to AIDS. I, I can remember still that, uh, that thing from, from Tabo and Becky's days. Um, you know, there was a lot of things. I was sitting on the sideline, you know, watching all this happening and, um, and they were nailing Tabo Mbeki big time, you know, from every single corner. And, and they used that to topple him. Uh, uh, um, Jacob Zuma used that to take Tabo Mbeki out. Uh, um, and a lot of people were so happy. Uh, uh, I always say, you know, when a president leaves, I said, you know, watch out. Two years later, you're going to hope he was still in power, you know, because the one that you're getting is going to be probably worse. And, you know, uh, that's been happening every single time. So, uh, but, you know, in hindsight, you know, we can say definitely that Tabo Mbeki was right. Um, and, uh, um, and a lot of people disagree with me, especially in the medical industry. Um, but, you know, I'm a businessman. You know, I buy and sell things. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's about the bottom line. Are you making money or not? Now, if you look at the, the medical industry, I'm not going to uh, uh, shoot anyone down. I'm just looking at the numbers. If you look at the numbers and how things work, because when COVID happened, you know, I just realized something is wrong here. Something is wrong. You know, why don't you speak to one another? You know, you have the same people out of the same industry and they just get sidelined. You know, they get, don't get sidelined, they get side wiped. You know, they are wiped off the medical registers and, and they are called conspiracy theorists and they are called actors and, and all those type of things. But why don't they sit around the table and talk? And, and you know, that just triggered me. And, you know, I was probably a... Uh, in a small way, a conspiracy theorist as well. I just didn't go and read up on everything. But the, uh, COVID made me a conspiracy theorist. And, and what happened is I went down the rabbit hole. Uh, and, you know, I didn't know what a rabbit hole was. But, you know, when you go down there, you know. Then you start seeing. But what are they still lying about? Um, but for me, um, if you look at the money part, most of these studies and things are paid for by a company that want a certain result. Now, 
if it was my company and I pay a scientist, all right, to get a certain result for me, that result better be in my interest and not in anybody else's. And I don't want a negative report from you. Um, and those who give negative reports, they just never get money again to do their work. And that's why the whole, the, the, the whole uh, study of medicine and illnesses and sicknesses is basically for me what, what I've realized. It's about the money. Uh, and you always think, you know, there's obviously good doctors out there that really wants to do the right thing and really wants to help you and all that. But wait, one day when they turn and they say, you know, I have a question about this and, they, and the whole industry turns against you then you will realize the money is the one that talks at the end of the day. And I just saw money everywhere. I just see this whole thing is about money. It's about making money. And anybody that goes against this business will be eliminated. And that's what they did. You couldn't ask a question. You couldn't say, but why don't we check if this is working? Why don't we check if this is working? They just said no, no, no. Everything was no. And, and they weren't uh, talking to one another. You know, um, if you have a difference, eh, you can go to war. Easy. Anybody can go to war. That's the easiest thing that you can do. So the, the, but in a war, everybody loses. Everyone. There's no winners in a war. It doesn't matter where the war is, for what reasons there's a war. Uh, a war happens, everybody loses, both sides. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we already see it all over the world. The big thing that people need to know is we need to keep talking. We need to sit around table and talk. We need to work things out. And, and that's what happened in COVID. You know, you, you had to take a side. And, and I think that the sides, choose a side already started with, with Donald Trump um, in a big way. You know, we, we never looked at any uh, uh, elections in America and all of a sudden, when Donald Trump was there, all of a sudden you have two sides. <laughs> you have one for Donald Trump and one against Donald Trump. And then COVID happened. Then you don't know. You have one for the illness, those who are scared, and then you have those who are not scared. And then you have those who are for the vaccine and those who are against the vaccine. And then, you know, and, and that kept on happening. But nobody talks anymore. Nobody sits around the table and works things out. And with the medical industry, I think I realized the same is happening. And, I, and, and that said to me, you know, who's lying to me? I, you know, I need to find out. There must be something that can help me. Uh, and uh, so, you know, my mind started rolling and I thought, you know, this is as a good time to stop all this medication nonsense and see what will happen. Um, and uh, I was on, on my ARVs. I, I started about probably about 10 years ago and it's a it's a family doctor a family friend uh, you know i trust him with my life uh, but you know he also doesn't know if he doesn't get different sides of two stories you, you know you don't know uh, uh, so i'm not accusing him of anything i'm just saying you know the whole industry is geared to one thing and that's making money so so no one is really focused especially from the pharmaceutical side uh, on focus on healing, you know, they are there to make money, not healing. Doctors might be interested in healing and getting the medication. So, 
you know, then I started reading up, I started listening to podcasts, and especially if you, if you share a story of a doctor saying something different or controversial, nah, then you were nailed. And I, I know a lot of doctors, and I used to send these things to them. My friend, you can't believe me. We're not friends anymore. Not one of those doctors. We are not friends. They disappeared. Just because I send them a link to someone that says something different than they, they were saying. And you can't talk to a doctor about these things. They, they just don't look at anything different than what they are taught, what they are said. Because if they follow the in industry, like David Rasnick said, he, he, he summed it up perfectly because he walked through that. You know, they can lose their job. They lose their livelihood. As soon as they turn against what they are said and told and instructed or taught by the, the uh, pharmaceutical industry, uh, if they turn away from that, they will be ruined. Uh, and, and many doctors lost their license. Many that had the guts to say, you know, I'm not standing for this anymore. How many doctors in America were, were wiped out because they stood up and say, you know, I can remember those doctors in the beginning, those, uh, I can't remember uh, their names anymore, but they were at one hospital and said, no, the, the, this, this stuff is, uh, we're going to use ivermectin and we're going to use this and th that is working. And they were fired immediately. Uh, and, and, you know, these things started, uh, uh, I'm, I questions about so many things and I couldn't speak to a doctor because they don't trust this whole thing and anything that is controversial, they don't want to know. They say that these guys are actors and, and you know, they was, these was real people. I checked up and I, and they say, no, they are actors. They're talking nonsense. And, uh, you know, I just knew that something was wrong. Um, and uh, uh, so I started doing my own research. And but, you know, you first have to get the guts. <laughs> so I, I had the decision made up in my mind. I told my family, I said, I'm, I'm going to leave my medication. I'm going to stop taking it. Um, and uh, I want to see what happens. And I'm really going to trust God to heal me. Because at the end of the day, you know, we can look at medicine and doctors and everything. But at the end of the day, God decides who lives and who dies, uh, and who's healed and who's not healed. You know, it doesn't matter what we think or say. So, so I just realized, but you need to get your side right. You cannot drink and smoke and eat unhealthy takeaways and fast food and sweets and all that nonsense and uh, think you're going to be healthy for the rest of your life. You will not. You know, you have to take your part your part is to eat healthy do enough exercise get into the sun uh, reduce your stress levels uh, live for a change you know don't just work for money every single day for the rest of your life and you hope one day you're going to retire and spend time with your children it will never happen you have to live now and uh, so I was starting to do my part. I was starting to live healthy again, getting back to the normal things of life, reducing the stress. Um, and uh, I was on two uh, medications, two pills for HIV. Uh, that was keeping me healthy. I, my viral load was zero. And my CD4 is basically what measures your, your health as a, a, any individual. That's what they also test. I think the, the highest level is about a thousand 
uh, 100 and the lowest is about if they, if it goes under 800 then you're in trouble uh, when it goes under 300 then you must go on medication so my load went under 300 so i went on the first pull and then it went under 300 again a, a couple of years later and i went on another one and then everything went stable but what happens is your kidneys is getting in trouble your liver is getting in trouble um, uh, from the medication uh, because your liver is struggling uh, um, and then i realized my liver is struggling so I, I went to a doctor and i said you know can't we just drop one so we said okay let's check we drop one we drop one pill and then everything stayed same so i thought but why were i drinking two pills if one was enough you know in and also in that time you know uh, uh, we were using a condom for for safety and uh, uh, my doctor actually sent me a study of this one pill if you take that pill then they've realized they've done a test that there's no transmission if you take the pill so we st stopped using a condom and uh, uh, we have three kids already i had a vasectomy so <laughs> there wasn't any uh, trouble for that um, and uh, so uh, uh, um, and there was nothing wrong. I left one pull and nothing happened and everything was fine. And then I thought, no, man, this can't be. There's something up with this. So th then I started making preparations. Uh, um, you know, you don't want to go into this blindly. I'm not going to shoot from the hip. Uh, you know, you want to do it a bit responsibly and, and all that. So so the uh, uh, my wife uh, read a book from a guy called Johan Jacobs. He's in Somerset West. Um, he he had uh, he, he got MS, uh, uh, multiple sclerosis, and you know what happens to you. You know, US van der Westhuizen, it happened to him as well. And uh, uh, you know, you don't live long, you know, and you don't have a life. Uh, um, he was 30 years old, and uh, he he got ill, and he started to sort him out. He was an engineer, so he said he just knew when something goes wrong you can fix it that's how our engineer works so he started to fix things and he started reading up and all these uh, things and then eventually he, he he you know he got enough information to actually heal himself um now he's in his 50s already um and you know his his one hand is a bit different you know you can see there's something wrong but he's he's normal and uh, and he walks a bit uh, not strange but you can see this there's something in his one leg uh, but otherwise he's 100 percent um and you know he started doing uh, looking at things like root canal teeth the, merc the mercury in the teeth and then obviously food the right food the right uh, no more medication you know when i went to him he said stop the medication that's the poison first stop that things get yourself healthy um, get the right water you know he's got a whole regime on things uh, so so i went to him and he he referred me to a to another doctor in Neisner. this lady oh uh, she's uh, she's very strange um but in a good way you know she's just you know if you look at um uh, uh, hippies in the olden days i think she's the the, the new hippie but she's a, she's a qualified doctor and, and she helps a lot of people. Um, and he said she cures AIDS, HIV, TB, uh, cancer, 
stage 4 cancer, malaria, you know, whatever disease she cures it. And she's got these little drops that she uses, and I must speak to her. So I had a, a two-hour uh, consultation with her, and uh, she told me what to do, and uh, I must get the, the stuff from her, not expensive at all. Um, and uh, But she said she, she doesn't eat meat. Uh, obviously, you know, when, when you get into that uh, culture, I think you just... And, and you know, it, the reason why she doesn't eat meat is because of all the stuff that's being put into the animal before it's being slaughtered. Uh, which I could understand because I know exactly, you know, I'm from a butcher's family and I don't eat pork. Uh, the, the only pork I eat is, is maybe a bacon now and then, and then it must be well done. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of medication and stuff that goes in there. So the, the best meat, if you eat meat, is go hunt your own. Um, and karua uh, lam, you know, those are the safe things because they don't take a lot of, uh, they don't give them a lot of medication. But, you know, with beef, it's difficult. If you don't know where your beef is coming from, make sure it's it's uh, um, from the farm and it's not injected with stuff and it's uh, uh, off the land, you know, not in a feeding thing. So um, she, she helped me a lot. Uh, um, she gave me a lot of guts to say, you know, I'm, I'm finished with the medication. Um, and, uh, but, you know, you still have to fix the diet, you know, the diet thing, you know, you love your, I love my wine, you know, I'm a wine, I used to drink a lot of Branavain, but, you know, that time I left way in the past, but I still love wine and food, I love good food and I love good wine, um, and I love a good whiskey now and again. Um, but I knew, you know, if you want to live, if you want to fix this problem, you need to cut those things out. You, you know, I'm, I'm a, I've got a sweet tooth. You know, you need to cut those things out. Um, I, I was already cutting out the carbs uh, because of uh, Tim Noakes, uh, what he did with his uh, research and, and coming out and say, you know, uh, I made a mistake. I took you this way, but you know, this is actually the right way. You know, I take my hat off for a, for a guy like that, you know, that can face and say, you know, I, I see this, but you know, I was wrong. This is the right way. Um, and I, I wish more doctors will come out and say, you know, um, I'm not scared anymore. I'm sorry, I took it there because that's what I believed. I strongly believed that, but I was wrong. Uh, forgive me if I said something that that wasn't appropriate, but I'm going the other way now. Um, so, you know, health-wise, I, I was ready. And then um, uh, I also started following, I don't know if you know Gary Brecker. I started following him. Um, yes, that guy is just next level. Um, and uh, uh, so I started integrating a lot of things and then I found a, a very good doctor in, in Namibia. Um, he's actually a dentist, but he studied to be a vet and then he changed over to, to, to be a dentist. But he's actually a biologist. You know, he's not just a dentist. He has read up so much and he's equipped himself um, for health. So, uh, so I went to see him and I said, you know, this is what I want to do. Um, and he said, it's fine, we're going to monitor you. He tested my blood to see what minerals and vitamins and all those things uh, I, I need. And, uh, and then the 1st of July, 
um, was the, the big day. I just decided, right, now it's finished. I stopped all my medication. Um, I also started intermittent fasting. I used to do intermittent fasting, just skipping breakfast. But then I only ate once a day. And uh, for the first 40 days, not much happened. Um, you know, everything stayed the same. Um, and then, uh, because, you know, now, you, now you're doing th something against what the medical industry tells you to do. Um, but um, what I did before, before the 1st of July, I started um, uh, taking less of the, the, the one ARV I was still taking. Uh, so I, I, I skipped one day and then I started skipping two days and then I stopped skipping three days. Because if you just drop the, the medication, then I get rashes all over my body. It's, it's incredible how your body manifests as soon as you leave uh, certain medications. Um, but I, I, I stopped my cholesterol medication the 1st of July. I, I stopped taking any ARVs the 1st of July. I stopped taking blood pressure. Um, and then I just went on the, the fast, uh, eating once a day, trying to eat uh, uh, enough salad, just meat and vegetables. Um, we had pizza once a week because, you know, you need a little bit of carbs. Your body can just stay used to it. Um, so that was our cheat day once a week. Um, and uh, it took about 40 days. And then from that 40 day mark onwards, I was losing a kilogram a day. But, but then, you know, your mind started playing with you, you know, maybe it's your illness or maybe it's this or that. But, you know, my body was stabilizing and uh, I lost 16 and a half kilograms um, over a period of three months. And the first 40 days, I probably lost about two kilos. Uh, but then it just went choo, choo, choo. Um, my blood pressure is normal. Um, my blood pressure was, you know, sometimes in the way 160s over 120, you know, that's heart attack zone. Uh, every time I go to a doctor, they do my blood pressure and they, they want to prescribe me uh, a blood pressure medication. Um, and um, yeah, so uh, I tested my cholesterol recently. Uh, my cholesterol is still high. Uh, but my cholesterol were, were up between 12 and 14 when I don't take any medication because I've tried to get off the cholesterol with the normal uh, natural stuff, but it didn't work. But uh, it seems with the fasting, it was doing, uh, doing its thing. Uh, obviously, with the, with the supplements, I was taking a lot of uh, omega oils and, and all that uh, that uh, my doctor gave to me. Um, and uh, but my blood pressure came down to normal you know i went to the gym one morning and i was feeling lightheaded and the guy tested my blood pressure and he said but it's 116 over 72 and my blood pressure was never under that never and he said but i think your body is just getting used to the lower lower blood pressure um yeah so uh, we we tested my my uh CD4 also uh, recently, um, and then it was obviously very low. It was under 300, um, and then I tested it again, and I just prayed before, and I said, "Lord, just if it just if it's up one or two, I will be happy because then I know I'm on the right track." And uh, my CD4 was up very slightly, but it was up, uh, and that was a, a very positive for me. Um, 
So, um, yeah, it's now basically six months, almost six months. The 1st of February, it will be six months. Uh, I'm 100% healthy. Um, I started, um, a friend of mine introduced me also to, to, to another thing that I'm also trying now. Uh, it's called MMS um, or CVS. There's two different uh, ways of mixing it. Um, chlorine dioxide um, that also works for everything. Um, that I'm, I'm trying it for about eight, uh, eight weeks on an on a acute uh, dose. Um, and, uh, you know, I started surfing again. <laughs> uh, I used to surf. I've got so much energy. Uh, on Saturday, I surfed for two hours with my boys. On Sunday, two hours again. And this morning, I was in the gym. Uh, you know, incredible uh, how good I feel. Uh, um, and, and I know there's something changing in my body. And, and, you know, the one thing is keep the chemicals out. When did you start realizing that they were talking nonsense? I mean, after two to four years and you were still going strong. I, I, you know, before we got married, uh, I went to, I, I joined a, a group called CAPSA um, that was uh, more a educational, HIV educational uh, organization, um, which um, they did training and um, I had to do a lot of talks. I, I went to speak in churches and uh, schools and everywhere, just telling people about my life and, and that I still believe I can live and have a full life. So, you know, uh, I think in the beginning stages, that was a, a, a almost therapy for me. You know, you, the more you speak about something, you get used to it and, uh, you know, you get over it. You know, then it's not that big a mountain anymore. So, um, um, CAPSA told me a lot about the disease itself, but I met, a, we went to see a, a, a Duomini um, and uh, his wife, and he was um, HIV positive already for 20 years or 22 or 23 years at that stage. Um, and he got his HIV through blood uh, transfer. Um, and. Uh, uh, they were also planning, well, they just had a daughter, or, uh, their second daughter, I think, uh, at that time. Uh, so we went to speak to them before we got married. Um, so uh, um, it wasn't foreign for me to realize that people live for longer. And, and there was also mm -hmm. a judge uh, at that time. It was the same uh, story. Um, um, I also spoke to him. Um, but, you know, most of them just said, if you keep your medication and keep going the medication, you know, you will live for a long time. And that was the same thing that I also told people, you know, I said, you know, there's medication out there. If you drink your medication, nothing, nothing is going to happen. You just keep on living. Uh, um, so my belief in medication was always there. I, I, I'm not shooting down the medication at all. If it's working, it's working. You know, if it works for you, it works for you. But, you know, when it starts ruining your liver and ruining your kidneys and, you know, then, then you have to look at something else. And, and sorry, there isn't another option. Uh, so for me, uh, uh, it was different. If people uh, want to take the medication, it's a great thing. You know, I, I saw the results. Um, but, you know, then at the end of the day, um, what, what are you doing at the end? You know, 
when you get to 20 or 30 years, <laughs> um, when I spoke to the same Dumini the, the other day and I said, I'm going to leave my medication, he said, you're making a mistake. You're playing with fire. Um, and and he's, he's very ill. He's not ill, uh, I believe, because of his... His, his body shutting down because of the, the ARV medication, I believe it's because he, he, he took the, the injection. And uh, mm. now he's shaking and, you know, there's a lot of things down. But, you know, if we can just start talking about these symptoms and there's, there's, there's healing things now, you can get healed from all these side effects from the vaccine. There's, there's so many things that, you can, that can help you. And, and it's the same with HIV. There's, there's other things. Uh, um, but if we can just look at it and people can just say and say, let's have a look at this stuff. People say it's working. Let's have a look at it. Instead of shooting everything down, just have a look at it. And, and uh, um, without making money, you know, without having a pharmaceutical company behind it. So if it's a success, then you're going to sell it for so many millions yeah. Are you, Quinton, are you, are you saying then that Tarbon Beck was right that he deserves an apology? Yes, for sure. Um, uh, maybe he wasn't the expert, but at least he had the guts to say, you know, something is up. <laughs> There's something not right here. Obviously, he had his advisors at that time that someone got rid of as well when they got rid of him. Uh, that were telling him the right information. And he obviously trusted those people to step out and say AIDS is not caused by HIV. He had the guts to say that. He didn't have a medical degree. I don't have a medical degree. But, you know, at this stage, I don't trust doctors. And uh, the reason for that is, is because of what we experienced over COVID. It, it's not that I distrust people. I just distrust the whole medical industry at the moment. Uh, and they have to do something to earn the trust back. I see the World Economic Forum as the subject was uh, getting trust back. You know, that's for everyone that did the wrong thing. And, you know, trust is earned only through one thing. is saying, you're sorry, I made a mistake. Uh, and, you know, if we can't get to that place where someone just say on behalf of whoever, you know, we made a mistake, we're going to do it right from now on. Uh, we're not going to let money do the talking here anymore. Uh, you know, then, then we're sitting on, and we're going to try other things. There, there's so many natural things out there uh, that works. Um, my, my house doctor said, you know, if you take medication, if it doesn't work the first time, uh, then it, it, it's not going to work. Uh, and, and that's not true. You know, you, 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 you eat hamburgers and chips for, for 30 years and then all of a sudden you want to go on a diet and take one pill to fix that. You can't fix it in a, in a day. You know, it's going to take years for you to get rid of all that. The, the same time it took to get there, you're going to take to get off. Has, um, has your family been supportive of your decision to go off ARVs? Yeah, I'm a bit crazy, so they don't, <laughs> they don't uh, uh, go, well, I won't say they will, they will say, they say they're not scared of me, but uh, uh, they know when I say I'm going to do a thing, I'm going to do it, and I will do it right to the end. And, you know, I'm, I'm not really, I'm not scared of dying. Um, my children are still young, and, you know, a lot of people say, ah, but think of your children and all that. You know, at the end of the day, I want to leave a legacy behind 
uh, not saying, you know, I died because I took uh, medication until my liver packed up. You know, uh, I'd rather mm. die and say I tried something else um, and, uh, and and leave something behind. But, you know, at this stage, things look nice. You seem, yeah, but you seem perfectly healthy. Yes, I am. I'm perfectly healthy. There's absolutely nothing wrong with me. I, you know, the thing that's wrong with me was a broken leg. And, you know, I broke my leg. Uh, it's now about 11 years ago, and I'm struggling. And, you know, um, I, I went to a, a doctor the other day and said, can't you just do something just to fix it, make it a bit better? That I don't, You know, I have the same problem that Tiger Woods have. You know, when he walks, I, I've got the same limp. Uh, if if the, the ankle gets swollen and inflamed and all that. And the other day, a friend of mine said, you know, I read something about uh, castor oil. You put it in a, a little bandage, put a lot of, you soak it in the bandage, you tie it down, and then you put duct tape around that area and you leave it there for two days. And I thought, yes, I'm not going to use duct tape, but, you know, I'll try it. So I took the bandage with the castor oil, and uh, uh, we took cling wrap around and then we put a tape around that. A uh, one and a half days. There's no inflammation in my ankle. Uh, it, it's still, you know, it's not 100%, but you know, these, my ankles, this, the swelling is gone. Uh, and, and that's a oil that's been around for many years that we were made afraid of because it tastes so bad. You're going to get the lipple castor oil if you don't listen. But, you know, amazing product. Amazing. It's very good for skincare. My wife puts it on a, a face at night. Uh, when she goes for a facial, the, the lady says, you know, keep on doing what you're doing because your, your skin looks so good you know there's, there's so many simple things that's been around for many years that that works uh, but why don't we discuss those things? you're saying to me that if you just live a life that is healthy and sort of have a mindset of prevention then you don't need to take arvs because oh. hiv is essentially a scam well, I've listened to David Rasnick and I've listened to Judy, I think it's Judy Makovic. Um, she worked with Fauci uh, and she, you know, she triggered it in COVID and she said COVID and HIV was the first. They did it the same with HIV and it's the same that they're doing with, with COVID. And uh, she, she spoke out, but I think he's scared of her because I think she's half Indian or something. And uh, it, it sounds like she's going to come with an axe or something, but uh, that guy is scared <laughs> of that, that woman. And she's very courageous. You know, she doesn't play around. And when she said it, and I listened to David Rasnick's story, and there was a couple of other ones also in short um, th that says the same thing. And I thought, you know, something is up. Something is up. Why are we not speaking? These people, why are they not putting on a panel against those who believe for the medication, ARVs, and those who are against it? Put them on a panel. Put it on television. That's great viewing. Eh? Let's have a nice discussion about things. And that's the same that David Rasnick said. He said in the 19, I think in the 1980s or early 70s, that disappeared. They couldn't have a discussion anymore about things. They, they couldn't have scientific uh, uh, arguments because then someone is mad and you are sidelined 
and in, in, you know, and, and that happens all over. You're not allowed to go against the establishment. You're not allowed to go against big pharma. You're not allowed to go against your house doctor. You know, crazy. Yeah, yeah. David calls it the tyranny of dogma. Yes, exactly. And, and, and you know, I, I agree 100% with him uh, on everything he says. But, you know, I can also realize he's also not sure about he doesn't want to be outspoken that much. You know, he keeps within the, the guide, uh, which is science, what he knows. But I think he knows more. And, but he doesn't want to go on a, on, a, on a platform and just speak his mind uh, straight out. Um, but, you know, I'm, I don't have a medical degree and nobody's going to take uh, that away from me. Uh, so I'm not worried. Uh, so I, I will say they are Tom Scallons. You know, th those people, uh, and it's not all. I'm not saying the whole industry, but, you know, the medical industry is rotten. And, and they need to sort out the rot with inside of them. And we must sit around the table and start talking. We can't fight this war. There's too many people dying because we are sitting in silence. And it's not just HIV. It, there's a lot of things uh, that, that uh, you know, um, I've got a lot of friends and family that's got children that's that HD, HD and what, what, these and whatever they call these things. They give all these names and you are labeled for the rest of your life that you are stupid or you're dysfunctional. And it's not true. It's not true. Our, our, our education system hasn't changed for 100 years. You know, uh, that's one of the other areas as well. Just go against the educational system and you see uh, what they will do to you. And they will take you out six love. Um, and, you know, and it's for me, it's basically all over. We are at war with one another instead of sitting around the table and say, Let's have a nice discussion. Let's fight it out. You know, if there's fists flying, it's okay. Afterwards, we have a nice drink and we can talk about it. Um, and we are friends again. You know, and then we leave that behind. But we're not doing that anymore. 23 years ago, you were essentially given a death sentence and it yes. affected the next, the next two decades of your life. Traumatic. You know, the trauma. If, you know, if I was something, somebody else, I'll probably... Uh, wouldn't be alive anymore. Um, but, uh, you know, the trauma that I had to go through, you know, it was so bad. And, you know, and I can look back at all these bad things that happened because of that. But, you know, I'm a much better person uh, than I was then because of those bad things happening to me that, that, that I can be now, especially for my family, uh, for my friends and, and my colleagues. Uh, because of those bad things happening, you know, and, you know, bad things happen in life. But, you know, it depends on how your actions from there on is going to be. What have you learned? What are you taking with you? Are you tougher now or are you worse off? And most of us, we are tougher through hard times. And the, 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 the problem, I think, with, with the young people today is there's no hard times. They, they just have everything on a golden platter. Uh, there's, there's no more going out hunting for, for your food or gardening and making your own potatoes and pumpkins in the garden. You know, you just go to the shop and you get whatever you want. Um, and they get lazy because they've got a comfortable life. And, and, I, and I think it happens to us as well. You know, if, if we're going to start sitting and being comfortable, we're going to get lazy. 
and then we're going to be silent all the time. Um, um, I'm not very outspoken about uh, these things. You know, I live my life. This is my choice. Uh, people are welcome to talk to me about it, and I will assist and help and support whoever I can. Um, but, you know, I'm doing something different because I have no other option. Uh, uh, I don't have another option and I cannot speak to medical people because they will say I'm crazy I'm going against the the grain and then I have to now I have to look for someone that's prepared to listen to me and walk the road with me you know I'm taking the risk it's not the doctor I'm taking the risk of getting myself off here but help me and get me into the right never once have a doctor ever ever told me I must start eating this and that and whatever, get rid of this and get rid of that. Not once. You know, that must be number one for everything. And, you know, most of these uh, dietary, whatever that they learn is so wrong. Uh, you, you know, and, and, and Tim Noakes, you know, he's the example of that. He, he was stuck in that grind um, of the, the medical fraternity telling you what is healthy and what is not until he started looking into it himself and when he started looking he saw no but this and that and what and then he gave out and he said i was wrong this is the right thing and i wish more doctors can do that you know start doing your own research don't just listen to what a medical rep comes and tells you about the medication go and do the research see what's in there what is it about where does it come from who's making it who funded that research uh, um, who's the owner of the company? The wisest man ever that lived on the earth was Solomon. And, you know, there's so many stories, not just in the Bible, but, you know, so many stories about that man. Um, and uh, he said at the end of his life, you know, he's a guy that had a lot of money, a lot of servants. He had power, he had wisdom, he had women, so many, you know. And at the end of the day, he said, all that is worth nothing. All that is worth nothing. He, he had everything. So if we think to ourselves, what are we working for? What are we living? To have a lot of stuff, to have a lot of influence, to have a lot of power. Uh, you know, that's nothing at the end. He said it. It's nothing. The beginning of all wisdom is the fear of the Lord. And uh, I know there's a lot of people that, that don't believe, but, you know, I've, I've spoken to people, I speak to people that do not believe in God. And even they say, pray. Pray because it helps. Meditate. Or whoever you think your God is. And speak to, to Him. And, you know, meditate. And, and that's the importance. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. And, and that takes you on a path that is so exciting and so adventurous. Um, you know, a lot of people in the beginning when I got sick came to me to pray for me for healing. But, you know, at the, there was some point where I said, you know, please do not pray for me because I know God has taken me on this route and I have to complete it first before I get my healing. I have to change. And this is the reason why it's happening. And, you know, so I place my fear in the Lord first. Uh, and I know he will provide for me whatever I need. I must do my part and he will do his. Quentin Young, thank you for joining me in the trenches. If you enjoyed this podcast, please visit supportgerm.com.